0: More pushback to President Trump's use of executive orders and a lawsuit to go with it. Trump is being sued over his directive that federal agencies repeal two regulations for every new rule they put on the books. Do you remember last Monday when Trump signed the order in front of small business representatives?
1: If you have a regulation you want, number one, we're not going to approve it because it's already been approved probably in 17 different forms. But if we do, the only way you have a chance is we have to knock out two regulations for every new regulation.
0: Two advocacy groups in a union claim that Trump's order exceeds his constitutional authority, requires arbitrary actions by agencies, and will be harmful to the American public. Our guests are Gregory Warrow, professor at Columbia University, and Brian Mannix, professor at George Washington University. Gregory, Trump has vowed to repeal 75% of all federal regulations, which is a heavy lift considering there are more than 178,000 rules on the books. But is this the legal way to do that?
1: Well, there are different components to the executive order, and uh, I'm not sure that all of them will survive judicial, judicial scrutiny. I think the especially the, the two-for-one part of it, just seems to be odd and unenforceable. Um, but I, I think you know, there, there's, there's certainly a legal basis for what he has done, and there's precedent for an attempt like this to reduce the introduction of new regulations. Um, Ronald Reagan famously introduced regulatory review um, within a few months of starting his presidency, and, you know, that's widely attributed uh, to the slowdown in uh, regulations that we saw during the Reagan administration. Um, it wasn't that, you know, Reagan was, a was you know, campaigned heavily on, on the idea of regulatory reform. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, you, you, he really cut back regulations. He certainly reduced the rate of new regulations being added to the books. Um, so it's, I, I think it's highly unlikely that Trump will be successful either with this regulatory uh, review that he's instituting, or other kinds of reform to to reduce regulations to the extent that he's claiming he will. Brian, what do you think about that? Do you think that this, uh, either this executive order or other things that Donald Trump is doing, is going to be effective at reducing regulations? Uh,
2: it's certainly a big challenge, uh, and uh, it, it's true. Seventy-five percent is, is something that strikes me as unrealistic. Um, but it's not just Ronald Reagan who has tried this before. Jimmy Carter in Executive Order 12044 asked the agencies to review old regulations and, and rescind ones that were obsolete. Uh, other presidents have done it. Uh, Barack Obama did it. He claimed to be institutionalizing a retrospective review of regulations in Executive Order, uh, let me see, I think it was 13563. Um, but The problem is in the past the agencies uh Tend to ignore this um, they they did a little bit uh, under Ronald Reagan to slow down the pace um, under obama they uh, They made some motions to look at old regulations uh, for maybe a year, and then the effort petered out they went back to you know full throttle on on issuing new regulations. Um, so it's hard for any president to uh, to change that dynamic. Um, I think what's different about this executive order is that uh, the president's directing the agencies to work on deregulation uh, as much as uh, on, on new regulation, or maybe more, um, and he intends to measure them uh, and hold them accountable for that. So that's how I think of the two for one rule. Uh, that he he wants his appointees to be working on deregulation, and he will know if they're not.
0: Gregory, I want to go back to the two-for-one, because that seems to be what's most unusual about this, and he's requiring agencies new rules to have a net cost of zero dollars a year. So... The plaintiffs, particularly the president of the Communication Workers of America, said that workers shouldn't be required to trade off one set of job, health, or safety protections in order to get protection from perhaps another equally dangerous condition. Can he enforce the two-for-one rule?
1: I think that would be very hard to do. Uh, You know, know, my sense is that it makes a better soundbite than it uh, does for sound policy. and you know, th- just the idea that that uh, you know, if, I, if I'm a bureaucrat and I have the kind of expertise that bureaucrats have, I can find rules that are relatively minor. If I want to create a new one, I can find two relatively minor ones to to repeal that will uh, you know that will, will, will put me in compliance with this uh, with this executive order. Uh, you know, the zero cost uh, provision in the executive order um, that strikes me as – Kind of like the, uh, you know, the idea behind the balanced budget amendment—that basically, you know, if you're going to increase spending, you've got to you've got to e- either increase revenue or or cut or cut spending somewhere else. Um, and, and you know, the idea that that uh, that that these regulations somehow have to have zero cost—I think it's I think it's probably not enforceable. What I do think the order might be effective at doing is. Uh, is it, basically giving uh, agencies pause when they try to uh, issue new regulations. So, you know, my, my sense is that what past presidents have done is they've just uh, made it harder to issue new regulations, um, not necessarily preventing or uh, agencies from issuing new regulations or forcing them to scale back regulations. And this just kind of raises the bar. It, 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 it adds some new hoops that, that agencies have to jump through. Um, you know, whether this will – withstand judicial scrutiny? I mean, that's an entirely different, entirely different question. Brian, it strikes me that maybe this lawsuit is premature and that maybe it it would have a better chance after an agency rescinds the regulation and explains it by saying, oh, we had to rescind this regulation plus another one because we wanted to enact this new regulation in another area. Do do you agree with my analysis there?
2: Uh, That is absolutely true. I think this this particular lawsuit will fail on on ripeness and standing grounds. Um, It doesn't actually do anything to anybody. Uh, in contrast to the travel ban executive order, where there were people suffering immediate and concrete injuries, you know, it may be that the president has the strong, stronger legal case there on the merits, but there were, you know, in, injured individuals uh, who had uh, ju- justiciable claims to bring to a court. Um, so it's not surprising that executive order went there. But I don't think the court will take this case, and even if they pass those hurdles. Uh, you know, the executive order includes all the usual uh, caveats, unless prohibited by law to the extent permitted by law. All that language is in there, and so there's nothing facially in the order that the court could use to, uh, to set it aside, uh, especially with you know, a newly elected president just taking charge of the government. It would be extraordinary for a court to come in and say, no, no, you, you can't touch the regulatory agencies and give them guidance on, on the stuff you just uh, ran for and got elected president. Uh, okay. So I don't think this will go anywhere, but I think it is a roadmap to future challenges. And in many ways, I think it may be uh, designed to encourage future challenges, just like the the Resist banner that Greenpeace unfurled over Washington uh, right after the inauguration. I think this is an indication to agencies, if you don't want Donald Trump, Interfering with your regulatory program, make sure to put the right arguments into the rulemaking record so we can bring these arguments uh, into court.
0: I just have and, a yeah. quick question mm-hmm. for you, uh, Greg, because um, it's uh, it's we're running out of time—about 30 seconds. But a draft 2016 report to Congress from the White House OMB estimated the annual benefits from all major, major regulations over the past 10 years were between 269 and 872 billion. Well the costs were between 74 billion and 110 billion. so is there a real danger in having these kinds of regulations or do they help sometimes?
1: Well I, I think there's no doubt that regulations help sometimes uh, but you know uh, it, it, you know it's very easy to paint this as, as a black and white issue. the regulations are bad and we should deregulate but you know the, those regulations are there. For a reason, and there's a process by which those regulations get adopted. It's not that they're just made out of out of thin air, uh, and so you know agencies have to justify the uh, issuing of new regulations. And so it's it's just not the case that that agencies do this frivolously or or in an, an ad hoc manner, despite what some politicians might portray agency behavior as.
0: We will have to leave it at there. Thank you, Gregory Waro, Professor at Columbia University, and Brian Mannix, Professor at George Washington University. Coming up on Bloomberg. Bloomberg Law, Anthem's $48 billion deal to buy Cigna blocked by a federal judge. This is Bloomberg.